my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can keep more of what you make. So remember what I just said, ideas from me. So those ideas, they better be good. Those ideas better be accurate. And they better be, as they say in politics, actionable, where you can take the information and actually use it. Well, there are times that I don't meet that test, and that's why we have Clark Stinks. It's where you can go on Clark.com and either blow off steam or set me straight. So on Clark Stinks, when I've disappointed you, upset you, angered you, whatever, you can go post and share with me why my opinion is wrong, why the way I see something is not accurate. And other people can read your post, they can comment on it, add to it, disagree with you, whatever. And it's an opportunity for you and me to share and learn from each other. Well, weekly, our producer, Krista, goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and looks for highlights to share with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Clark, I could never say you stink, but I'm not thinking you're giving Virgin Mobile the credit they deserve. You tend to dismiss them when you talk about cell phone deals. I've been with Virgin for years now, and I'm currently paying $35 a month for 5 gigs of data. Granted, the Sprint network it runs on is not the greatest, but it's provided everything I really needed in central Illinois away from a big metro area. But now I just signed up for Unreal Mobile for the $10 a month plan for one gig of data. Supposedly, it runs off of the same Sprint network, so it should be comparable. I had to get a new phone, which I won't have until later this week. The price of the phone will be recovered in my savings in just three months. I would be happy to report on my experience with Unreal in a month or so. You should also tell listeners that they offer a $15 a month plan for two gigs and even a third tier tier with more data, too. Clark and team, I can't thank you enough for the work you do improving the lives of your listeners. Matt from Illinois. Thank you very much, Matt. And there's been a big change with Virgin Mobile to try to attract customers right now. They're offering a thing where you basically have service essentially nearly free for half a year. Then after that, you pay $50 a month. The cell phone marketplace is in continuous change. I wouldn't call it turmoil. And the general movement, other than the price increases recently from Verizon and AT&T, have been steadily cheaper with more data offered in plans. I know how much Clark loves Costco, but I think his advice to buy one of their suitcases for $49 stinks. A caller was asking about getting their student to college in another state. Clark advised him to fly and pack the kids' belongings instead of driving. That was good advice. But then he blew it by suggesting that they buy a cheap suitcase from Costco, which he implied would probably fall apart. Why waste any money on a crappy suitcase when you can clean that up a little? When you can pack a large cardboard box that you can find for free. We have been traveling with boxes for years. We make a handle with rope, and it is easy to haul. Maybe not too classy, but definitely the cheapest option. Okay, now that is a brilliant idea so I never thought about. You're not going to have Steffi about. do that, are you? 
No, no. We, I mean, okay. she's packed most of her suitcases, and we're just about ready to launch her to her new college life. But a box with a rope. Box with a rope. I mean, hey, why not? You know, I've seen the people at the spirit gates when spirit rejects their carry-on bag, pull out the trash bag and put their stuff in there so they don't have to pay the baggage fee. If you're not aware of that, when you fly Spirit Allegiant Frontier, where they tightly restrict your carry-on, now also United does it on many of their coach fares, you always pack in your suitcase a trash bag so that if they reject your bag, instead of paying 50 to to $100 in junk fees, you abandon the suitcase and take the stuff in your plastic trash bag. Wow, what is that stench? Clark took a call from a person that was debt-free and complained of having a zero score, even though he had a single credit card since 1994, but showed no activity since 2006. Clark took quite a bit of time trying to noodle while he, why he had a thin file with a zero score, but failed to ask one very important question. Did this person actually use the credit card occasionally? Clark recommends at least twice a year normally. If he was not using it, so that activity would have been reported to the credit bureaus and would result in a zero score and thin file. Instead of having him go back to square one with a, with training wheels, a training wheels secured credit card, have him use the card, say once a month or two or three months to show activity, then check his score again. If that doesn't work, he needs to constitute contact the institution that issued the card to find out why they're not reporting activity. But I suspect this would allow him to get a second card after only a few months. Get get out the dollar store deodorant spray and give it a few sprays so we can get back to listening. That is great advice, and I appreciate that post very much. That was a very unusual and complicated call that here we have somebody doing everything right in terms of how they were handling money. But from a tactical standpoint, it was harming them with insurance and various things that they showed no file with the score at all. I mean, well, they had a file, but too little activity to show any score. Priceline room occupancy. Something Clark never talks about when extolling the virtues of Priceline. They only guarantee double occupancy. This is great for a business trip or a weekend getaway, but I spent over an hour researching and deciding on a property. At the last minute, it occurred to me that Priceline never asked me my party size. Had I bought the room, I might have been stuck in a room with a single king bed for my party of four. So that is completely true. Now, this is going to shock you. But what we do when we travel and we have our son with us and Priceline has the thing where you're only guaranteed a room that will hold two people is we travel with a blow-up air mattress for him to sleep on if that becomes a problem. And that's how we get around the fact that sometimes you'll get to a hotel and they won't give you uh, sufficient bedding for a third or fourth person. And these blow-up air mattresses, single size, are very small. They even fit in my carry-on. Otherwise, if you're going with a family of four, staying in one of the suite properties like Embassy Suites or one of the many various brands that Marriott has, the suite-type properties, actually are much more economical for a family than going to a second hotel room. Regarding Clark's discussion of electric 
electric utility monopolies and their harm to consumers, Clark said, no state's worse than the state of Georgia where the monopoly utility is building two nuclear reactors that are over budget by so much that they will be producing the most expensive power, dot, dot, dot. And then South Carolina says, hold my beer. So South Carolina pulled the plug. The latest developments in Georgia is the power company just announced that they're another billion dollars over budget, just the budget that they put in place six months ago, and now the ratings agencies are downgrading the creditworthiness of the parent company of the monopoly utility that covers a lot of the Southeast, a company called Southern Company. And so this power may come online sometime, maybe as late as mid-next decade, and will be the most expensive power, as best I can tell, ever produced in the United States. Clark gives stinky advice on federal student loans. I know it's complicated and there are many federal plans available, so I'll give you a mulligan. A recent caller was a law enforcement officer that was calling to find out what options he had with his student loans. You correctly informed him that he would qualify for the 10-year federal loan public lo- service loan forgiveness program. Where you messed up is that under this program, the forgiven balance is not taxable. This is different from different than the person out there that works in the private sector whose loan forgiveness will be taxable. The difference could be very significant depending on the forgiven loan balance. There are also many gotchas with these programs. These income-based repayments are often based on the combined family income. So if this law enforcement officer is married and has income, the married filing jointly, AGI, is the basis for the loan repayment amounts. So when giving advice, it is important for people to know this so they can plan their taxes accordingly. Keep up the good work. Will, a listener on KRMG in Oklahoma. Will, thank you. And uh, if I neglect to explain this, when you receive loan forgiveness under the federal loan forgiveness program it is just as he stated that when you are in a traditional job the period of time you have to pay for forgiveness is typically 20 to 25 years and whatever is forgiven is taxable but if you are in a public service profession that qualifies you for forgiveness after 10 years the forgiveness at least under current law is not taxable Clark, you stink like a pigsty on the podcast when you discuss falling meat prices. You said pigs and cows are slaughtered, but you didn't know how, how chicken became a Chick-fil-A sandwich? How about they are butchered, scalded, sometimes alive, beheaded, and killed just to satisfy your appetites and taste buds? This practice is cruel, inhumane, and disrespectful to our Mother Earth. It's befuddling how you can drive an electric car and love solar panels while being blind to the unsustainable practice of eating meat. As you mentioned in the same segment, we vegetarians have health and longevity going for us. But we also have a clear conscience by not killing living animals for our own enjoyment. So, Krista, you posted that one? I did not. No, I'm not a vegetarian anymore. Actually, they said, Krista, chime in since you're a vegetarian. Sorry, I'm actually not anymore. Well, I I appreciate that. And it is a, it is a moral dilemma, ethical dilemma. And it's something that I've always done is eaten meat. And uh, I get bored with a vegetarian kind of diet. When my wife and I go to a vegetarian restaurant, I struggle to find something that I'm really happy eating. 
Love the show, and I even appreciate the Clark Stinks segment. But why does it take so long to get started on the Clark Stinks comments? I just timed the most recent Clark Stinks intro, and it took over one minute and 20 seconds. Surely you could summarize why you do Clark Stinks in 15 or 20 seconds. Keep up the good work, but don't dilly-dally around. So, first of all, thank you for calling me Shirley. (laughs) Instead of saying, <laughs> sorry, that's a line Airplane. from a movie. Just don't call me Shirley. Anyway, the reason that I do the preamble explaining Clark Stinks is we have new listeners all the time to both our podcast and the radio show. And without setting the context, people don't know how to understand that the segment we do, the Clark Stinks segment, or Clark Stinks on our website. It's a pretty unusual thing that we do, and so that's why I have to give such an explanation. Biz is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Biz. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. How can I serve you today? I just need some kind of advice. Um, I um, have a little bit of money that I need to do for investment. Um I uh, diagnosed with uh, cancer stage four last year. Oh, I am so uh, sorry. No, don't be sorry. Today is one year that I got diagnosed with cancer, so uh, it's been really blessed, actually. Uh, oh, I love I love your positive energy. Thank you. So I want to know uh, what is the best way because uh, I'm doing my disability right now. Um, and if I can invest the money, is there anything like mutual fund, annuity, or CDs that uh, can give me some kind of interest, uh, but also not going to give me a lot of penalty if I need to take it in case if, you know, I lost my medical insurance or anything that so you need you need to have a parking space for money where it earns something but when you need it it's available to you right away correct you are right all right there are there are Mm -hmm. lots of choices how much money are you wanting to put in this savings account probably 100 okay so that's easy there are a lot of online banks that you mm-hmm. can open up an account and they'll pay you uh, somewhere right around 2% on your money. Okay. And a lot of them require only $1 to be able to open an account. The money is available to you at any time, really, on two days' notice. Okay. And you earn the interest on it, whatever the daily interest rate is, Every day, you just earn that until the, and until the time that you need the money, and you can withdraw the money without any penalty at all. And so it's really, really simple. Do you go on the internet? Uh-huh. Go to bankrate.com and Can click on bankrate, okay. B-A-N-K-R-A-T-E.com. Okay. And click on savings rates which will come up right on the front screen, and you'll see the list of the places. Some of them have big minimums for the money you put aside. Others have no minimum. And you just pick who's got the highest interest rate, and you'll see how to open the account. 
where you can open it online or with some of them you can just open it by phone by calling them and they'll help you with the paperwork to open the account and i want to tell you i wish you continued good health and i hope that you uh, do very well fighting the cancer and keep that incredibly positive attitude Glad you're here with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. On TV, I did a story recently about the problem with the key fobs, where criminals now have figured out how to use a little electronic sniffer that as you walk by them, they're able to grab the signal for your key fob, immediately duplicate it to a blank that they have, and drive off in your car. And <laughs> the funniest thing, that this is so weird, but all it takes to defeat that is something so goofy and so ugly is you just take some aluminum foil and you wrap your key in it. I demonstrated on TV that you know, that the car would respond with the key fob, but the second it was wrapped in aluminum foil, the car doesn't know the key's there. And same thing with the sniffer. Well, that is quite extreme for me to have you walking around with aluminum foil and starting to appear in the market are these things that wrap around your key that actually look good that keep it from transmitting a signal that a criminal could pick up. The reason this is happening is the stakes are high because according to the um, insurance industry, only a little bit more than half of cars stolen are ever recovered. So if your car is stolen, you got slightly better than 50-50 odds that you'll see it again. That's not very good, is it? There's a change coming with technology, though, that one automaker has already adopted that has virtually eliminated any possibility of a car being stolen and not recovered. And it's something that will spread across the automobile industry over the next several years. It's where, because of ultra-cheap cellular, that your car will always be connected by data to your manufacturer unless you choose to turn that off. Tesla's done that from the beginning, and Tesla has a non-recovery rate of less than 1%. So 99% of Tesla's stolen are recovered almost immediately because Tesla can identify, and actually a Tesla owner right on their phone, on the Tesla app, real-time can see where the vehicle is, what speed it's driving, and I mean everything about it and be able to report to the police the car's turning right now on I-40 and it's going eastbound oh no now they're exiting on 104th street and they're going north and I mean and the police can zero in and catch not only do they get the car back but what the police want the most is to catch perpetrators of car theft rings because when somebody steals a car, bulletin, it's not their first time when they get caught. So in the meantime, in the future, 
this is a problem that's going to go away. But in the but right now we got the double problem of the criminals being able to steal your signal that operates your car with the key fob and the fact that the cars are recovered only half the time. Now, I was at a convenience store this past weekend where I saw the most interesting sign in front of every single parking space. It said, do not come in this store leaving your car running. Because obviously, as it went on to say, when you come back out, your car may not be there. I can't believe people do that all the time, but they do. That's more trusting than I am. Roger's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Roger. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. So, Roger, I got to tell you a story about that once. I was at a convenience store in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and it was the coldest December day they had ever had in Winnipeg. So I'm so conditioned that you don't want your car to get stolen that I turn the car off, go inside, was in the convenience store maybe four minutes, come back out, and the car would not start. It was dead as a doornail. (laughs) And other people explained to me, you don't turn the car off when it's um, 30 below zero. And uh, so I had to learn that the hard way. But any other time... Turn the car off when you leave it. Doesn't that make sense to you? Absolutely. <laughs> so what's going on today? Yes, Clark, I have a question for you. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, uh, you know, I just set up, a, um, I would say, a, a residential remodeling company. And uh, I would like to start well, you know. In order to start well... I was wondering what is the cheapest and uh, most efficient way to uh, do the marketing, you know? My belief... Say something about uh, Instagram or doing some other stuff that I really would like to hear you more about that. Okay, so nobody's going to care on social media when you say, hey, we're here to do your remodel, contact us, free estimates... That's not how you're going to get somebody on social media. The way you get them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever is give people advice. Okay. So if you put out there, you know, this is uh, Roger and uh, from so-and-so remodeling company. When you're looking at doing XYZ, remember... You should do this first. Plan it well and whatever. You you can give people advice about things they might do themselves. But at the same time, what you're doing is you're establishing credibility as somebody who cares and is helpful, and they remember you. That's true for any small business or startup business using social media, that the social media presence that everybody says you got to have, it's only effective if people are getting something from you without buying your service. I see. So giving that advice shows your knowledge and skill as a, as a remodeling contractor. You can give advice about, hey, if you're doing a remodeling of a porch, remember these things. 
You're going to redo your kitchen. And you can do a series of things you post on social media. And then what you do is you have links that for more information about the best way to plan this kind of project, yeah. uh, you know, go to my website and, you know, there's a link for them to click. And that's how people are like, hey, this guy Roger's great. I love this. He's got all this information for, for me. Yeah. And then before you know it, they're calling you and they're saying, hey, Roger, this project I'm thinking of doing, maybe I want you to do it. Come out and give me an estimate. I see. Yeah, and I would like also to know, what is the best way to advertise? You know, because uh, I have been scammed by companies that sell uh, construction leads. You know? Sure. And I would not and pay, I would not as a... as a remodeling company, I would not pay lead generation services. Yeah. You said they're a scam. I would say they're just not a good buy for you. Yeah. And I would stay away from those. Um, and you you build the best. Any remodeling contractor builds best by word of mouth. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm saying that if you establish yourself as an expert on social media that's where you'll really get things cooking for you. In terms of advertising, it's hard to know where best to direct you now because advertising has become so diffused. You know, you don't know, is it really going to be worth it if people are searching yeah. for information about a remodel to their home? Is it going to be worthwhile when people are doing a search on Google you know, Google knows where they're searching from. Is it worth it for you to be there as one of the ads they see when they're searching for information? And what I what say about, about doing something like that is you experiment not putting a lot of money into it at first. Yeah. What about Facebook? Do you have any insight about that? Advertising on Facebook? Yeah. You know, I... It obviously works for some businesses, but I don't know if it would work for you as a remodeler. With anything like that, don't put too much money in it. Test it. Yeah. But putting okay. too much money at risk on one particular strategy, I'm not a fan of. But you becoming somebody who people look at as their ally and their friend, that's what I love. Holly's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Holly. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great, thank you. You got a daughter who's going off on great, a great, great life adventure. Tell us about that. Yes, so she's going to be teaching um, English in South Korea for a year. She got a contract. And so I just had a couple questions in regards to an international credit card and travel insurance for major insurance you know they give her some insurance but for like a you know if she has a major issue of anything like hits her head or you know right, what I mean? right. so you want to so, buy she's going to teach for a year as people right, normally do 12 months yeah uh -huh. so you want to buy a 12 month uh traveler's insurance policy uh -huh. and you can buy those go to insuremytrip.com and okay. they have like every different size and flavor of trip coverage there is and look okay. for one of those and that's likely going to be 
where she's going to find the most cost-effective thing that will help her out for that year. Now, okay. is there any, educate me, because this I don't know, is there any kind of policy that a foreigner working in Korea for a year can buy? They have one that you can buy, but it doesn't cover, you know, say she had, you know, um, a blood clot or a major catastrophe. It doesn't cover that. It covers more of the basic illnesses and stuff. And so we just wanted one that would cover if we needed her to get home or... Yeah, so so one that would have medevac in it and whatever else would be required. Uh-huh. That's what you're going to find on Insure My Trip. But okay. I would recommend, unless the cost is prohibitive, that she should have the South Korean policy as well. Right. We were going to double up just to, it's better to have more than not enough. Yeah. In and, case. and you're going to become very familiar with the calling apps like WhatsApp and Viber and Line and um, what's the other one? What's the big WeChat, which is the big one in Asia? And uh, okay. these will allow you to communicate back and forth for free through that whole year. Oh, good. And then in Asia, is there a better credit card, international credit card with no fees? With so there's a, there's a ton of cards now available with no foreign currency transaction fee. Almost every issuer has them. This was something oh, really okay. originated by Capital One and now most everybody's on board, and they'll tell you, uh, you know, in the features for a card when you're shopping for one at any of the big issuers like Chase or City or Capital One, any of them, they'll show you in the benefits whether it includes uh, no foreign currency junk fees. Something okay. else as well, because uh, she's going to have to get one from time to time, is if she opens an account with Charles Schwab, and buys okay. just any stock or fund or whatever and has an investment account with them, she can get a, um, an account with them where she can have an ATM card with unlimited fee-free withdrawals from ATMs while she's gone for the year with no foreign currency transaction fees. Oh, wow. And I so it's a Charles that. Schwab ATM and debit card combination. Okay. And so it's a case where the debit cards that I usually warn people away from is actually worth having. Yeah, that's great because we have accounts with them. So that would be, we like oh, that. Oh, then that company. would be perfect. Yeah. So is the best place to check out all the credit cards like Nerd Wallet or something in that you could sense? You could with Nerd Wallet or someone like that. I also like okay. for you, you may already possess a card that has no foreign currency transaction fees and don't even realize it. Oh, okay. And if she yeah, can't so qualify on her own, you just get her a second card as an authorized user with you, and she'd be in good shape. One other thing, um, it's in the winter it gets extremely cold in South Korea. No need to buy the clothes that she'll need for warm for cold weather in the United States because they're very affordable, particularly in the biggest cities in Seoul. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com, and producer Joel asks it for you. Clark Elsie wrote in. She said, we made a homeowner's claim with our insurance company on a wind-damaged roof, and considering the low amount that they offered and our very high deductible, we canceled the claim and took care of the damage ourselves. 
Will this claim still hurt us on our clue report and on future insurance premiums? It depends on the ethics of your homeowner's insurer. Clue has the clue people have no rules or due process about how this should work with an auto or homeowner's insurance claim. I mean, I think about the most extreme cases where people end up with, if they get towing from their auto insurer and they have their vehicle towed, there are some unethical auto insurers that are listing a tow as a claim on your auto insurance to be able to ruin you shopping with somebody else for auto insurance. So it's going to depend completely on the ethics of your insurer if an inquiry that does not result in a cost to your insurer is going to appear on the clue report as a claim. The only way you know, you can call them and ask if they're going to report it to clue. Or in addition, if they don't give you a clear answer, you will be able in a few months to get a free copy of your clue report and see if they put this on as a claim in which case you should then appeal to your insurer to take it back. All right, and Jeremy wrote in, Clark, he says, can you recommend any websites for searching for vacation deals within the United States when you're not picky about the destination? What I love, and I'm always airfare-oriented, is that you go to kayak.com explore. You'll see the cheapest fares available right now from your home city all over the United States and all over the world. For people who travel by air, the cost of the airline ticket is usually the most important determinant in what the cost of your overall trip is going to be, and that's why I start there. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.